You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Thank you so much for joining the Manifested God podcast. I am your host, Marie Elizabeth. Again, thank you so much for joining. We are in a great time of God. God is moving. God is speaking. God is still showing himself strong. God is still delivering. God is still being lifted up by those who call on his name. God is still rescuing. God is still healing. God is still delivering. In spite of the enemy, we still stand today. Come on. If you're still standing, let me know you're still standing. I need to hear you right I am still standing, which means God is still in control. All power is still his. No matter what the enemy does, no matter how he rises up against you, no matter if he sideswipes you, if he comes at you from the back, God is still God. And I need to hear you say you are still standing. You know why? Because I'm still standing. I'm still standing on his promises. I'm still standing on his word. I'm still walking in my deliverance. I'm still walking in my trust in God. My all of my hope, it is still in God. And I thank God today that I'm alive. I thank God today that I am alive. I thank God again today that I am alive. Why? Because each new day, each new day, I see God's hands at work every day. Every day I see God's hands at work, not only in my life, but in the lives of others, in the lives of others. His word is still true. His world word is still true. He still fights my battles. He still fights my battles. When the enemy comes in like a flood, it is God who raises up the standard. And where's that standard? It's in each one of us. And it stands up when the enemy comes in like a flood. Oh yeah, there's going to be some moments when you cry. There's going to be some moments when you're upset. There's going to be some moments when you want to fight. But you remember, you remember who your strength comes from. You remember who you're walking in and who you're walking with. And you what? Still stand. You still stand. Come on, get over to Acts 9 and let's get started. Let's get started at Acts 9. Again, you are listening to the Manifesting God podcast and I am your host, Prophetess Marie Kenyon. Prophetess Marie Elizabeth Kenyon. Let's go to Acts 9 and I'm in the New International Version. The New International Version. And this version says, uh, number in verse 1, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He was still breathing out murderous threats, killing threats against the Lord's disciples. The enemy is still talking. He's still breathing out his threats against those who are called of God. He's still at work just like God is still at work. He went to the high priest. 
So he goes to the authorities. He gathers the authorities and he asks them for letters. In other words, he asks them for permission. Give me permission to give me permission to the synagogues in Damascus so that just in case if any be found there who belonged to the way, whether they're men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. The enemy today has made requests of authorities. And he said, hey, listen, if there's any, if I find any on my way, any in my way, any around men or women that be of the household of faith, give me permission to imprison them. Give me permission to accuse them. Give me permission to, 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 to downgrade their name. Give me permission to humiliate them. Give me permission to show how much the enemy cares about them. Give me free course. Give me free course, he said, that I might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And verse three says, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly, suddenly, uh-huh, suddenly a light from heaven flashed about him. It flashed round about him. The light from heaven, it flashed round about him. It flashed about him. And he says, verse four, he fell to the ground. He fell to the ground and he heard, he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Uh-huh. And that's the voice I send out over the airwaves. I tell God, wake them up. Ask them, why? Why do you persecute me, the Lord God? Let them see, because they think that they've been hearing the voice of God, but they have not been hearing the voice of God. And our enemies are about to hear the voice of God and a booming, a booming sound of why? Why do you persecute me? Why do you persecute me? And then Saul said to him, he said, who are you? Who are you, Lord? Because he'd not heard that voice before. I'm telling you, our enemies have not yet heard the voice of God, but they are about to hear the voice of God. They are about to hear him calling their name. They're about to hear him question their actions. They're about to hear him, hear him when he drops down his gavel drops down his gavel and calls them guilty. They're about to hear. They're about to hear. They're about to hear. And he says, I, and this is what Jesus answered him. He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, persecuting. See, because sometimes I've learned that sometimes the enemy, he thinks he's working for God. When in fact he's working for, he's working against God and that he's working with the enemy. So he's listening to a different God, but he doesn't know yet that he's listening to a different God. She doesn't know yet that she's being directed by a different God, but she's about to find out. He's about to find out because when he hears the voice of the true and the living savior, all he can answer is who are you? Are you Lord? 
Are you Lord? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You will answer. You will answer. Are you Lord? You will be humbled. Are you Lord? You will. You will submit. Are you Lord? You will submit. And then he said to him, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. See, because what they don't understand is when you persecute the children of the true and the living God, you are indeed persecuting God himself. When you come against the true and the living, the people that believe in the true and the living God, you are indeed coming against God himself. That's why I don't take it personally when you rise up against me. That's why we as believers, we don't take it personally when you rise up against you, against us, because we know what you're truly rising up against is our Lord. What you're truly rising up against is our Savior. Oh no, you're not going to touch my hope. You can't, you can't stop the fact that I am his. You know why? Because my God is greater than any God that you have built with your own hands. And even the ones that you built in your mind, my God is greater than him. He's greater than the ones that you built with your own hands, with your own mouth, that you've seen with your own eyes. He's greater. He's greater. So I have no need to fight any battle because my Lord God, he stands up and he fights for me every time. He shows up for me every single time. Who are you, Lord? You're questioning. Who are you, Lord? Well, you about to find out. You're about to find out that he is indeed Lord. Not Lord, but he's Lord. We are sure he is Lord. There's no question in our minds that he is the almighty God. He is the almighty God. Now get this in verse six. He says, now get up. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Oh yeah, you're going to submit. By the way, you're going to submit. God said, get up. Go into the city and then you'll be told what you're going to do. Why? Because I am Lord. I am the Lord God and I'm the one that's issuing out the instruction now. You want to persecute me through my children, through my believers, through my disciples. You want to come against my believers, my disciples. I'm going, I'm about to show you who Lord is. Now get up. I'm giving you instruction. Go into the city, get up and go. And you now are going to be told what you must do. You big man, big woman. Now you're running around giving out all the instructions. You have all the answers. Oh no. The Lord said, not only are you going to submit to me, but you're going to submit to my instruction. You're going to submit to my will. You're going to submit to my purpose and you will no longer be like, who are you, Lord? You will be, you are Lord. You our Lord. You are Lord. Uh-huh. Verse seven says, and the men that were traveling with Saul, they stood there speechless. They stood there speechless, much like those who attempt to persecute the men and the women of God. The people around you, they will hear a voice, but they will see nothing. They will only be able to stand there speechless, speechless. They heard a sound, but they didn't see anyone. They only could stand there speechless. So then what happened? Saul got up from the ground. He followed instructions. That's what he did. He followed the instructions of our Lord and our Savior. And he stood, he got up, he stood up from the ground. But when, but when, but when he opened his eyes, he could see 
nothing. Listen, in this day and time, don't get mad when the enemy crashes head on into you. He can see nothing. Don't get upset when the enemy bombards you and you feel like he's surrounding you. He's coming in as he does suddenly. He cannot see. The enemy cannot see. He is getting up off the ground. He is following God's instruction. He's headed to a place that he knows not of, that he knows not of. There is a fear on the enemy right now and the enemy is bumping into everything. Why? Because he can not see. See right now the enemy is running yes to and fro as God told us he would, but not only now is he running to and fro, he's running into us. He's running to us, the children of God. He's running head on into us. And I'm going to tell you something. You have no need to fight this battle because those that are around the enemy that can, that have no speech, guess what they're going to do? They're going to vert, uh, they're going to help him along. They're going to help the enemy along because they can do nothing now either, but follow the instructions of the true and living God before the Satan's Satan's enemies, Satan's imps, I should say, Satan's workers would follow his instruction. They would do as he told, but now even they seeing Satan walking and stumbling around because he cannot see will have no choice but to follow the instruction of God. So in verse eight, Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus, the very place that he was trying to go to, to arrest the men and the women of God in the way, the followers of Jesus Christ, the very same place he struck blind and he cannot see. How fearful he must have been that he could not see, that he had to be led into the city because he could not see. For three days, verse 9 tells us, he was blind and he did not eat or drink anything. Oh, but you was eating and drinking the saints for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just yesterday. Oh, just yesterday you were sitting up on your high horse, on your throne, and you were just taking over the things of the, the people of God. You were eating the saints for breakfast, lunch, lunch, and dinner. You were chewing up their name, spewing out their name, spewing all kinds of false lies and all kinds of negativities. Oh, you were having a buffet on the saints. But now, but now that you lost your sight and you're being led around, oh, oh, now you want to fast. Now you don't want to eat or drink anything. Funny how the enemy is starting to lose his appetite and he calls it fasting. I'm in a mode of fasting and prayer. Oh no, you've lost your appetite. Why? Because you can't see. You can't see and it's affecting your appetite. You are running head on into the saints and the saints are shoving and pushing you out the way and we're fighting as one beating at the air. But I'm telling you, you have no need to fight. When you see the enemy come, just move on out, move on out. He can't see. He can't see. He can't see. He's grasping. He's grasping. He cannot see. And now we see, and he's hungry. He can't eat. He, he can't eat or drink anything. Why? Because he can't see. And he's so disturbed that he's lost his sight, that he's now lost his appetite. He's losing strength. He's losing strength. And verse 10 says, here we go. Turn around. Turn around. Yeah, yeah. Turn around. Verse 10 says, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. 
the Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he said. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. For he is praying. What is he praying? The same conversation that God was having with him then. This is all happening at the same time. Yeah, now you want to talk to God. Now you want a fast enemy. Now, because you're blind. Because you're blind. And you're rendered useless and helpless. And people have to help you around. Because you can't stand on your own. You can't stand on your own. Uh-huh. So he said, uh, he said, uh, in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias in verse 12, come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. And 13, Ananias says, Lord, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. I've heard what he's done. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. So he has the authority. God gave him for a while, the authority to do what he was doing. Did not the enemy have the authority to do what he is doing? But I'm telling you today, he is not walking in that authority because he has been rendered blind, blind. He is being led around. He can't see what he's doing. He's running into saints left and right. He cannot see. He cannot see. And because he cannot see, he has been placed on a fast. He cannot, he's lost his appetite. So he's losing his strength. He is losing his strength. So the Lord had to say to Ananias, what Ananias said, what he said, the Lord had to say in verse 15, uh, go, but go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So when the enemy is reaching and grasping and running into you blind, and when he's on that fast because he can't eat, he can't drink because he can't see, you move out the way because that same enemy that same enemy, God might call you to lay hands on so that he can see again. Because the first time he saw, he didn't see it right. I'm telling you, the enemy needs you to see again. Your enemy, your enemy, let's bring this personal. Your enemies are going to need you to see again. And you don't have to be fearful. You don't have to run away because your God is still the same powerful God that rendered your enemy blind to begin with, to begin with. So God told him, go, this man is chosen by me. He's a chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went. So when we hear the instruction of God, go, go, go. We are still the called of God and we don't get to choose who God delivers and who God um, does not. But if God tells you that you are to lay your hands on them, that they might see the key here again. I need them to see this again. And such were some of us enemies of God, enemies of God. 
And God sent an Ananias to us to help us to touch our eyes so that we would see again. Look again. Then Ananias, he went to the house and he entered it. He went to the house and he entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, brother, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, the scales, something like scales, the international version tells us, fell from Saul's eyes. Let me tell you something. Forgiveness forgiveness right here. You cannot lay your hand on the enemy's eyes so that he may see again if you can't forgive the works of the enemy. Because some of these people God has chosen to himself and we have to be able to forgive and help them to see again. Now, everyone is not going to want to see again. For those, we're not, we're not talking about them. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the ones that God has made blind. They came to kill us. God made them blind. God caused them to lose their appetite. And now it's time to see again. And it's up to us to help them to see again by simply laying our hands on their eyes that they may see again. And let me tell you, I said it before, I'll say it again. They're not all going to want it. We're, it's not our job to hold you down, put our foot on your neck just to deliver you. I will not drown. Let you pull me down under the water because you busy flailing and failing don't want to be helped. That's not going to happen. That's not a thing. But if you want deliverance, if you want to see again, if you want to see again, those that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that have received him as their savior and believe themselves to be what? That chosen instrument, that chosen instrument. That's what we're talking about today. The chosen instrument. Those who believe themselves to be that chosen instrument will be able to show the same mercy to those that were spiteful against them. They will be able to show that same mercy to them that God shows to them. They will be able to distribute the mercy that they have themselves received. See, Ananias was able to go not only because he trusted God, not only because he feared God, but he, because he knew that his God was greater than anything that Saul could do. He believed God. So he knew if God is saying, I've called this man, that he knew he had to go. And not only did he go, he brought him into the family. He said, brother, brother Saul, brother Saul, the Lord who appeared unto you, he sent me the chosen one, to put my hands on your eyes. Another chosen one. 
because there's a work that you have to do for the Lord. Oh yeah, the enemy got to hold you for the time for a time. Oh yes, at a time you sought to kill me. At a time you sought to ruin my name. At a time you sought to bring me into the middle of your divisiveness. But today the enemy has God has called you. He's called you and if you will, if you can be still, I can cause you to see what yet again, yet again, I can cause you to see again. Come on. It is in our hands. Some of us, it is in our hands that the, that people that have made bad choices, people that at one time in their life, whose choices have put them and made them an enemy of God. It is in our hand, whether or not they see again. I did not say go hold them down and make them see again. No, I'm talking about a surrendered soul. Those that are blind, can't eat, can't sleep, can't drink and recognize and they, they have heard God's voice and he has called them to see yet again. Why see again? Because you didn't see it right the first time. If you're under the sound of my voice and you have not seen it right the first time, God is sending an Ananias your way so that you might see it again, so that you might see Christ again. If you saw Christ at first as a means of prosperity, if you saw Christ at first as a means of manipulating others, if you saw Christ at first as taking others hope away from Christ and causing them to put it in you, if you saw him like that at first, God is commanding today that you see him again. If you're under the sound of my voice, you are under the same sound that Saul was under as he was going to persecute the Christians. Because guess what? If you're not with us, then you are against us. If you're not with us and you're against us, then you are not with God and you are against God. And if you are against God, hence you have entered into a state of persecuting the very Christian that you say that you are. So if your job is to be divisive, if your job is to enter, is to, is to slay a man or a woman's name, if your job is to, um, manipulate other people and manipulate your surroundings so that you prosper, so that you are great. You man or you man or woman are not of God. You are indeed persecuting God. You are indeed persecuting God. You are persecuting the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And guess what? If you will it to be so, God is sending an Ananias your way to touch your eyes so that you can see again. And mercy is operating right now just for you. Just for you, mercy is in full force. Just for you, mercy is extending its hand. Now, will there be some repentance required? Oh yes, there's repentance required. You owe some folks an apology. There's some repentance required. There's some humbling required because you're too arrogant. There's some humbling required for you. 
Because what you think you're looking at right now, you're looking at it through the eyes of the enemy. And because you're looking at it through the eyes of the enemy, you, ma'am, sir, have become one that is persecuting the church, that is persecuting the man and the woman, women of God. Your cares are only of yourself. Now, if you would like, if you would like to see again, God is sending an Ananias your way. Humble yourself. God is sending an Ananias your way. And guess what happens after Ananias comes your way? Verse 19 says, Paul be, uh, Saul began to take some food and he began to regain his strength. And then he spent several days with the disciples in, this, in Damascus. And verse 20 says, at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the son of God. So you'll get a second chance. You'll get a second chance to be before the people of God in the correct way. You'll get a second chance to be repentful and remorseful to the and humble yourself amongst the people of God in the manner that God naturally intended. But for that to happen, you must see again. You must see again. And the only way you can see again is by means of God's chosen instrument. Yeah, the very one that you sought to kill, the very one that you got came into agreement with others to kill, that's the only way that you're going to see again is if that very chosen one lays his hand on you, lays her hand on you and causes you to see again. Come on. I want, you need to tell God, I want to see again. I want to see, I didn't see it right the first time. I've messed up. I've gotten, I've messed up your people. I've made bad choices. I've made that bad decisions. I've been disrespectful to your men and women of God. I treated them as they should be my servants. I treated them as if they weren't my servants. But God, I want to see again. I want to see again. And verse 23 says, and after many days, and this is something that you got to expect. And this is just a, a comeback around. I love this text because it makes it come back around because verse 21 says, all those who heard him, who heard Saul, were, they heard him. They were astonished. And they asked, isn't this the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name. And hasn't he come here to take them prisoners to the chief priests? See, because everyone around you knows your mission, enemy of God. Everyone around you knows your mission. They know that you've come to take the men and women that do believe in God as captives of your and make them servants of yours. They know that you seek to make them prisoners to the world in the world system. They know that you seek to make them prisoners to your ways. They know, they know. So the, the same ones that you, you went and got the letters from now they're talking about you. They're put, see, there is a reaping. There is a reaping. Don't run from your reaping. Come on, stay with me. Come on, still tell God, Lord, I want to see again, but you're going to reap it because the same ones you got that you were, that were coming to help you to imprison the Christians that, you know, you are now one of, because you can now see again, you will have to reap that. Yes, they will now seek to talk about you. They will now seek to destroy your name. They will now seek to come against you. They will now seek to imprison you. They will seek to imprison you. But, 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 but God is so merciful 
that you will know of their plans. Verse 24 says, but Saul learned of their plans and day and night, they kept a close gate on the watch on the city gates in order to kill him. See, Saul only thought sought to imprison. He only sought to imprison, but now they're seeking him to kill him. So yeah, they're going to, yeah. You who, who, who said, who just said, I, Lord, I want to see again. Oh, they're going to come to kill you. They're going to come back now to kill you. You now are feeling what we, as those who believe in Christ once felt. Don't run. Don't run. Don't run. Don't run. Stay right there. Stay right there. Come on. I still, God, I want to see again. I want to see again. God is extending his mercies to you because he's showing you the plan and the same ones that you sought to kill. They're going to take you down by night and they're going to lower you out through a basket. Verse 25 says in the open of the wall, they're going to protect you. They're going to protect you. They're going to protect you because why they understand that the, although the enemy once had you, he no longer has why, because the chosen one has laid his hands on you. The chosen instrument has laid his hands on you. Ananias has come and laid his hands on you from one chosen instrument to another chosen instrument. Your eyes are now open and we know that you behold God in his full glory, your understanding, your belief belief system has changed. You have turned around as it were, and you now understand, but that is not going to stop the enemy from now turning on you. The enemy you once served will now turn on you, but don't back up. Don't back up. Come on. Stay with me. God, I want to see again. I want to see again. Come on. As you say it, Ananias, your Ananias is walking. Every time you speak it, his steps, footsteps are getting closer to you. You know why? Because God is drawn to the humble. God is drawn to the meek. God is drawn to the poor of spirit. <clears throat> he is drawn to you. He is drawn to your repentance. He is drawn to your repentance. And when your repentance come, then your name change will come. Your name change will come. Saul didn't stay Saul forever. Saul became Paul. Your name change will come. Don't run from your suffering. Once you inflicted it, now it will be inflicted upon you. Don't run from your suffering. Come on, God, I want to see again. I want to see again <clears throat> for those that have made bad choices, choices against the will and the purpose of God. Your Ananias is on the way. I'm not just talking to leaders here. I'm talking to the people that God has called in the midnight hour and has struck blind who are literally right now saying, who are you, Lord? Who are you? God is calling you. He's calling you to himself. He has a work for you to do just as he had for Saul to do. He is sending your Ananias to touch your eyes that you might see again and that you might be that you might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit because God wants to teach you 
all things. He wants to instruct you in all things. He wants to guide your footsteps. He wants to lead you in the way that's true and holy. He wants to lead you in righteousness. He wants to lead you in honesty and in truth. God wants your heart. He wants your soul. But for that, you have to see again. God is calling for you to see again. See him again. Because when you saw the first time, your first view got tainted when money came. Your first view got tainted when illness came. Your first view got tainted when your hope got lost, when your job was lost. Your first view got tainted in the abuse. Your first uh, view got tainted in the rape. Your first view got tainted in the molest. Your first view got tainted in foster care. Your first view got tainted in the in the um in the um abuse and the emotional abuse. Your first um your first view of him became tainted when you did not receive him as it were in your circumstance, and your circumstance turned you against the will and the word of God. But God is calling you today to see again, to see again. He wants to rescue you from your circumstances and your situations because he has a work for you to do. He has chosen you as his instrument to proclaim his name in the in all the earth. He has chosen you to go to the hopeless. He has chosen you to go to the alcoholics. He's chosen you to go to the drug, drug, uh, those that are um, consumed with the drug addicts. He's chosen you to go Go to those who have been emotionally abused, abused, physically abused. Um, he's chosen you to go into the shelters. He's chosen you to go into the bars and rescue the alcoholics. He's chosen you. He's chosen you because only you can lay your hands on them and cause them to see again because you yourself have had an experience that at one time made you the enemy of God. And God is saying today that I can still use you, but I have to cause you to see again. I need you to see me again. See me in a fresh light. See me in a fresh will. See me through your heart. Understand me. Comprehend me through your ways. Comprehend me through my ways that I can work in you. God is calling you as an instrument. He is calling you to be his instrument. He has need of you. He has need of you of you. Come on, tell God, God, I want to see again. You feeling stuck right now? You feeling like you can't perform the perfect will of God in your life, what God has for you? Tell God, I want to see again. It will draw your Ananias closer to you. The more you say it, the closer your Ananias gets and your eyes will be open. The scales as they were will fall off and you will begin to see clearly what God has for you, the purpose he has for you, even the suffering that he has for you. You won't run, you won't hide because now you see him as he truly is. You see him through your heart. You see him not only through your eyes, but through your hearing. You see him clearly, clearly. Come on. I want to see you, God, again. 
I need to see you again. This is a call that God is making out not only to leadership who have gone rogue, not only to apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists who have gone rogue, but for those of us that even sit in the pew, God is saying, cry out to me. I want to see you again again i need a fresh view of you god because i can can't seem to perform your perfect will i can't seem to perform the acts that you have for my life I can't seem to perform it. I am stuck. I'm stuck in my childhood. I'm stuck at the rape. I'm stuck at the molestation. I'm stuck at the abuse. I'm stuck at the verbal abuse. I'm stuck at a rebuke. I'm stuck at a loss. I'm stuck at a death. I'm stuck. God, I need to hear, to see you again. God, send my Ananias so that I might see again. I might see you again. I stand here today in the role of Ananias and I cause you, if you believe that you need to see God again, I'm telling you that God has called me today to place my hands on your eyes and tell you the same Jesus that appeared to you on the road as you were coming, as you were coming to crucify and kill the men and the women of God with your mouth, with your hands, with your heart, the same abuse that you felt when they tried to kill you, when they tried to destroy you. God has sent me so that you might see again, so that you might be filled once again with the Holy Spirit. And today the scales fall off your eyes. The scales the, the, the layers upon layers upon layers that have blocked your vision, the layer of abuse that has blocked your vision, the layer, the layer of the molestation that has blocked your view, the layer of the rape that has blocked your view, the layer of the lies that have blocked your view, the layer of the loss had that losses that you have had that have blocked your view, the loss of the death, the deaths that have happened that you don't understand that have blocked your view the sicknesses that have come that have blocked your view the healing that has happened you can't see it because the scales are on your eyes but I call those scales to come off your eyes now I call those scales off of your eyes now and I cause you to see I cause you to see and I impart to you the gift of the Holy Spirit that you might receive the instruction of the Lord because it is time for you to go and it is time for you to do so that God can show you what you must suffer for his name God wants to show you what you must yield to for his name's sake I come man the scales the layers the layers of the years of the years that you carried around the hurt the years that you carried around the abuse the years that you carried around the emotional damage that was inflicted upon you as even as a child or even by your spouse I command those scales to drop off of your eyes now in the name of Jesus and I cause you I cause you to see again see again see again 
see again, Osha. See again. See again and receive the Holy Spirit. He will instruct you in all things. He will guide you in all things. He will guide your footsteps. Listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. He will guide you in your new eyesight. He will guide you in your new discernment. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will never forsake you. God has always been there. He's never left you. You don't have to suffer this alone another day in your mind, in your heart. You don't have to carry those voices of abuse in your head any longer she can't say you are free in God right now I break the scales off of your eye right now in the name of Jesus I break the scales off of your eye right now off of your eyes right now I break those scales off of your eyes right now and I cause you to see again the blood of Jesus prevails against the enemy the blood of Jesus now covers your eyes the blood of Jesus now covers your ears the blood of Jesus now covers your heart because you're seeing Christ again you're seeing him again you are a chosen instrument and the Lord has sent me to touch your eyes that you might see again that you might see again the will of the Lord the will of the Lord is in your heart now you will perform that which he has for you you will perform his mighty acts in the earth realm you are an agent of the lord jesus christ and you now see again let's pray god in the name of jesus we thank you today god for touching our eyes and causing us to see you again god in the name of jesus thank you for your gift of the holy spirit oh god that instructs us in all things in the name of jesus thank you for the new mercies that you've given us up until this point so that we might be able to see you again so that we might be able to see you afresh we thank you so much oh god for you are great and a wonderful and a loving god you oh god you oh god have rescued us rescued us from the hand of the enemy thank you for rescuing us from abuse thank you for rescuing us from rape thank you for rescuing us from molestation thank you for rescuing us from the hands of the enemy thank you for rescuing us from our drug addictions thank you for rescuing us from our alcohol addictions thank you for uh, uh, uh thank you for delivering us from the hand of evil leadership Thank you, oh God, that we have leadership that loves us and cares about us and nurtures us. Thank you, oh God, we see you again fresh. We see you again fresh. Thank you, God, for delivering us from deaths that were hurtful to us, that, that hurt us we didn't understand. We thank you, oh God, because we understand now that it's all in your hands. We thank you, oh God, for healing us. We thank you, God, for rescuing us. We thank you for healing our bodies. We thank you, that God, that you've healed our bodies of cancer. You healed our bodies of AIDS. You've healed our bodies of COVID-19. You've healed our bodies of flus and illnesses. We thank you, oh God, that you've delivered us, God, 
from the hand of the enemy. We thank you, oh God, even though we had to be blind for a season. We thank you, oh God, that you, oh God, now saw fit to cause us to see you again. You've caused us to see you again. We thank you for making us your chosen instrument. We thank you, oh God, for sending a chosen instrument to lay its hands on us and call us chosen and call us chosen of God. Call us chosen of the Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Call us chosen of one that is called to do a work for you. Call us chosen. You called us by our name and my name is chosen. I've been called by his name and my name is chosen. Come on, type that in. I have been called by his name and my name is chosen. I am chosen of God. I am chosen. I am chosen. I am chosen. Come on, I am chosen. I am chosen. No matter what comes, I can stand because I'm chosen. No matter what illnesses come, I can be healed. I am healed because I'm chosen. No matter what I've been through in my life, I have been through it because I'm chosen. No matter what comes, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. Come on, if you know you're chosen, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen. God, I thank you for choosing me. I thank you for choosing me. I thank you for leading me and guiding me. I thank you, God, for protecting me. I thank you for healing me. I thank you, God, for nurturing me. I thank you for nurturing me when I went without food and water. Oh, my God, you you nurtured me. You kept me until my Ananias came. Until my Ananias came. Until my Ananias came. You kept me. You kept me, God. Until my Ananias came. You kept me. You kept me until I could be healed. You kept me until I could understand. You kept me until I could be delivered. My keeper, God, you kept me. You kept me. God, I thank you. You kept me. My keeper, God. You're my keeper, God. You're my keeper, God. Oh, God, thank you. 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 Come on, tell God, thank you. He kept you. He kept you until you could see again. Until you can see again. See, because now that you can see again, you can perform the acts that he has for your life. You can perform the plans that he has for your life. Now you are free. Now you are free. Now you are free because God has raised up the standard and the standard is in you and it is you. Chosen one, chosen instrument. The standard is you. It is you. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up because you can see. You have seen again. 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 Thank you so much for joining me on this evening. Thank you for joining me on this evening. I'll see you on next week at 7 p.m. Those of you who can and that deem it and, and receive this word, please sow a seed, sow a seed at Cash App Marie Elizabeth, at PayPal Marie Kenyon, K-E-N-I-O-N. Come on, sow a seed. Bless, bless this woman of God and bless this podcast that you're listening to. I thank you so much. Visit my website, www.marieelizabeth.org, where there's reading materials there for your growth. 
visit my website. Until next time, God keep you. God keep you. God bless you. And that is my prayer. That is my prayer. That God keep you and that God bless you. God keep you and God bless you. The chosen one. The chosen one. That's who you are. You're the chosen instrument. You're the chosen instrument. You're the chosen instrument. When you wake up every morning, tell yourself, I am the chosen instrument of God. I am. My Ananias has already come. My Ananias has already come. I am the chosen, the chosen instrument of God. And God will instruct you in your day as to what you should do for him. But you have to be his chosen instrument first. Uh-huh. And you have to be one that has saw him again. 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 And that's what has happened on this evening. I've called you. Caused you to see him again. Now as his chosen instrument. Instructions. I command the instruction of God to be whispered into your ears. The instruction of God to be written on your heart. The instruction of God in your feet now. And the instruction of God in your hands now. That you might build the kingdom of God and the things of God. Thank you for joining me on this evening. Thank you for joining me on this evening. Have a good evening and I'll see you next week, 7 p.m.